0: everybody to brown bag bets powered by bets birds with all your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks i'm alex christensen and joining me as always mr andy Molliter. andy it was an ugly day for me yesterday if i'm being perfectly honest i don't know if i won a single bet that i gave out on the show luckily your soccer was good and as charles barkley said so eloquently on my new favorite video this morning lake of suck yesterday lake of suck today it's the best, everybody. The Lakers haven't won a game, thanks to PointsBet, who's already paid out your Lakers win total under, if you happen to bet it there. I mean, it's just good to have a silver lining in the day to distract you from other things, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I wish I would have got, uh, yeah, my, my reign of terror in soccer is over. Despite having a winning day, I did not finally did not sweep the board. Um, I guess Napoli's a truck. They just weren't quite a truck enough. They only won three nil instead of four nil. Um, I did play a bunch of parlays. I mentioned this to a couple on, on my feed, but uh, the way that Bavada had the, the, the games lined up, I started to just take over a half a goal in the first half in a bunch of games where I thought either, either it was a lopsided matchup or it was just a high total in a good matchup. Like goals are coming. So I I started to take over a half goal like minus three hundred minus 350. What's a minus what's a high
0: total three? Yeah, you four, know like yeah, three two seven half.
1: five three anything okay. any any anything above a standard total. I, and you know I use my own I use my own eye test to kind of decide which ones to throw in the parlay, and I picked five games and one of them is uh, it was not a was not a match that was contested yesterday. So it's four matches right away, and then one that's not till for some reason it was just mashed in there. It's a week from now. So the, oh, the, you the so the bet, so like, yeah. So, like, I need, ch- I need one single goal in the first half of the Chelsea match against like Dynamo's a grab next week. So, of course, the other legs hit. And I did go back and say, well, I'm going to put this in as a, a four legger just as my, you know, just the today's bets just so I can have some sort of peace if I have to sit on waiting to, for Lucy to pull the football in like a week from now. But regardless, it was a fun day. It's going to be a fun day today. We got Thursday night football. If you are a member of the Bettsports Golf Discord or you took the time to watch Noonan and I talk about golf for like 20 minutes yesterday, maybe you bet austin smotherman at 80 to 1 and he is currently too clear with a opening round 62 nine under uh justin Lauer, seven under there's a it's it's going to be a unique leaderboard there's been 73 golfers that are out and only three are over par people are going to score like there might there might nine might not hold up there might be a ten out there today, so if you have a first-round leader on this guy, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be uh, too relaxed yet. So, hopefully, uh, your guys's betting is going well. If you bet some golf, I bet quite a few matchups in there. Well, I'll talk about one in a little bit, but we'll start in Tampico.
0: That's right. Down. it's It is. We're talking – a lot of nice places for sporting events this week. We're playing golf in Bermuda. We've got tennis on the coast of Mexico. It's very lovely. It's much nicer than where we are. It's cold and stupid here. But heading back to Tampico, a lot of totals and one prop I like. Um, all these matches will be played a little bit later today. Um, start off with Elise Mertens, who is just – Couldn't have been more wrong about her first two matches, to be perfectly honest. Um, Blew the over in the second set in her first match in what looked like should have been a comfortable spot. Yesterday needed three sets, actually, to win. And I know Kyle in the chat, I'm sure you remember Andy, found a mistake at FanDuel, um, who had a bad price on uh, Mertens, basically, to win 2-0. Of course, that went awry. Um, Like her opponent today. Um, You know, it's always dangerous, I think sometimes when I'm having a bad week kind of figuring out what somebody's doing to kind of make a switch late like this. But um, you know, Merton's definitely is struggling a lot more than I expected her to um, went back and watched actually those couple matches just doesn't look quite right herself. And I think we'll see another competitive match today. Magdalenette, um, someone who very solid tour veteran has had a lot of success against Mertens isn't really bothered by the way she plays tennis. I think part of it is not the one that maybe generates enough power for the other to return. You have kind of more competitive tennis at that point and really like this over two and a half sets price at plus plus one fifty, And I like Lynette to win this match. Um, Don't really love the money line, honestly. At this point, it's down to plus 160, maybe a little bit lower than that. I was hoping for a plus 175, plus 180. But this two-to-one sets price looks really nice to me. I want to put a little sprinkle here on plus 500. If this match does go to three, Mertens has had trouble closing out in three before. Yes, I know she just did it last round. But really like Lynette's chances if we push this to three. And we get that over two-and-a-half sets, but we're kind of free-riding here at that point. If you want to buy out with a Mertens bet live, go for it. But I really like this number. I think it should be closer to plus 400. And then Layla, Annie Fernandez, just Layla Fernandez now. She dropped the Annie for some reason. I still call her laugh. Uh, Goes up against Rebecca Marino in the battle for mid-level North American country tennis stars, if you will. I think we'll see a very competitive and long first set here. Marino set overs have been great. Fernandez set overs have been great. So just going to stack them all up here. nine and a half, ten and a half, twelve and a half. 12 and This is a spot where um, these women play a lot of tiebreakers. You know, sometimes I mentioned being a little hesitant to play that 12 and a half, but plus 450 you can find on a 10 and a half. You can find plus two sixty, and again, that nine and a half at standard juice. That should be closer to minus one thirty, in my opinion. So, over two and a half sets, and Magda Lynette to win two to one. Um, if you're looking at some places, that's written as both players to win a set and someone to win the match. It can be a little harder to find at some spots, but just look for two one. Again, the over two and a half sets, and stack up the uh, overs in the first set there for Marino and uh, Fernandez
1: hurting for a merton's today we it to we needed to figure it out i'm down and i love that i'm gonna it's harder for me to find those over 10 and a half over 12 and a half ones but there's all uh, the legal
0: shops have it but the offshores are too yeah, afraid
1: i have to go to like heritage which is not heritage does I, sometimes yeah not somewhere i usually like to go so that dsi uh, still golf. exists i think they have them yeah, there that dsi has been emailing the piss out of me it's like guys I haven't made a bet there in like two years for a reason. Your 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 UI is like horrible at this point. Get some tech help and then maybe call me. But yes, golf, as I mentioned, is underway in beautiful Bermuda. We'll see how the weather holds up over the next few days. But <clears throat> the course is soft. They're playing a very easy resort course. So if you shoot over par here, you should feel bad about yourself. And there's quite a few guys that are already – it looks like 17 men are at least five under. Some people are finished with their rounds at this point. There's a few guys in the clubhouse at this point. Like I mentioned, some other men playing well for me. That's great. I have them in a full tournament matchup as well. But for you today, I have one more bet that really hasn't started yet. This is a full tournament matchup. Uh, Bryce Garnett. Not someone I back a lot, I guess. I don't know. Just uh, looking at the the course fit and general form, he hasn't done anything spectacular. But he didn't miss the cut at Fortinet. He didn't miss the cut at Sanderson. He's played well in a few of these. He was a top 10 in Puerto Rico um, back in March. So he has been able to play well on a, you know, tropical course, if what have you. But this is more of a Bramlett fade. Bramlett is just a kind of a really horrific putter. He's, he's got a long drive. The accuracy's not great. I'm not sure how much that's going to matter here. I think if you go too wayward off the tee, you can actually end up in the ocean on a few that will matter, but his form outside of uh the West coast Fortnite has been bad and it has been putting can really drag him down. He lost eight strokes. On the greens back at the Travelers, he lost six and six and a half at Valero. Like he can, even when he's having a good day, sometimes his putting can just pull him down into the, the nether. And honestly, Bermuda, as bad as he is on everything, Bermuda is his worst surface. So this starts Bermuda fairly and shortly. Yeah. Bermuda grass in Bermuda, yeah, you can't have another way, any other way. So it'd be weird if they were playing on like Kentucky blue, wouldn't it? Yeah, just like we're not doing Bermuda down here. Yeah, this this does start fairly soon. I think they they tee off in like half hour or so. So if you feel like it, go get involved, and I will be sitting here cheering for Patrick Rogers to do something in the last few holes and. Maybe Nate or Lucas Clever to kind of piss off. So I'll have some more. I'll, we'll talk we'll talk a little more tomorrow. And then uh yeah, NBA slate. The slate of games. Thank God the the Lakers get the day off, right?
0: Uh the Lakers have some time to lick their wounds, if you will. Just just four games. It's a Tuesday, it's a Thursday tonight. You know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we keep the slate small. And you know what that means, Andy? More bets for me. We have four games tonight. There's something I like in three of them. I don't know why this um, anomaly continues, but so what? I, I just find value on just about everything tonight. The only game that I don't have a bet on, Grizzly Sacramento Kings. Thought about maybe a Kings position, but they've taken a lot of money. They're all the way down to three, so I'll probably leave that one alone. Memphis, is, if Memphis gets any shorter, maybe we'll play that. But um, start here with the Mavericks, minus two and a half. That's ticked out to three. I think anything three or better is just fine here against a Brooklyn Nets team that just looks lost. It was a brutal beat for them last night, had control of the game in the first half, got absolutely run over as the Bucks made some adjustments and finished Well, again, missed our team total over, but it was a solid win for the Bucs. This is a brutal spot for the Nets. It's a back to back. It's a three and four. And early in the season, you know, this is something drew talked about in the deep dive, and he couldn't be more right about this early in the season. Those spots can be really rough. The Mavericks come in here, rested again, laying three points or less. It's like a really good number. I have the Mavericks out here as five point favorites. And again, before making an adjustment for a point or two for the rest spot. It's just a really bad spot for a Nets team that I think is just going to continue playing poorly until they snap out of it and maybe get some of these shooters back on the floor, making baskets again. I'm just going to continue to fade them again. It's a great spot. Mavericks minus two and a half. Warriors, team total over 116 and a half. The Warriors have put up a ton of points pretty much all year. The game in Phoenix is a little tough, and this one's a little... Hard to figure out, Andy. The Warriors are playing basically all their starters 30 minutes or less. Um, Really trying to hold their minutes back here, rest guys early in the season, give some of the younger guys more chance and Really what it's done is led to a much higher pace for the Golden State Warriors. Now you have a little more erratic shooting here and there, but 116.5 against a Miami Heat team that is going to be the first team this year to play a 5-7, and seven. again a back-to-back last night. They played in Portland, got a big win. They head down the coast to Golden State tonight. Don't expect to see much defense out of the Heat. The Warriors should really put a big number up against the Heat tonight. I have this closer to 120. Give me 116.5. And, and then Clippers Thunder over. Um, a nice revenge spot here for the Clippers. They lost outright to the Thunder, um, not yesterday, but on Wednesday. I'm sorry, on Tuesday night, I believe that was. Again, good revenge spot. I think the Clippers – Play very well tonight. And you go back and look, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder scored 180 points, shooting less than 35% from the field somehow. It's truly incredible. Uh, You have a natural bounce back and shooting for them, which would help them keep that points number fairly high. Um, Believe Kawhi is going to play for the Clippers, even if not tonight. Um, Just looks like a really good spot for them as well. So give me the full game over 217. Have that closer to 221. So a spread, a total, and a team total.
1: A little bit of everything. And uh, the line in this Thursday night game has seen a little bit of everything. This was a look-ahead spot. Had Tampa Bay three-ish, minus three-ish. Tampa Bay goes out and puts up three three three-ish points against uh, the Carolina Panthers. Looks like absolute flaming fucking dog shit. And, of course, we see a little bit of an adjustment. Baltimore flips favorite. Um, heavy Baltimore money came in Tampa Bay is broken Baltimore just beat a divisional opponent at home and then we get Baltimore injury reports throughout the week especially Mark Andrews troubling injury reports for their receiving core um, we still have some lingering worries about uh, Lamar's injury that he picked up earlier in the season so again we flip back Tampa Bay is once again a small favorite minus one and a half at home the money line's Right there, minus 132, short money line. Total 46 at a lot of joints. 45 and a half, if you're looking for an over, are available. I don't have a wager on this game. I'm terrified to even tease these teams. It should have been a fun Thursday total. night game. Yeah, looking at this preseason, like, oh, man, Brady and Lamar. And now it's like, oh, injuries and in Brady and Brady is broken. And we've had a lot of that, even like the the London game. Oh, it's gonna be Russ Wilson in his new home versus a plucky Jaguars team. And neither of those things has really come to fruition. So yeah, I'm I'm out. I don't even really have props I like in this one. I'll see what the what the people I trust play and maybe tickle some of that. But for me, it's just gonna be first touchdown score and halftime bets for this one. So with uh f- without any of the ado further, first touchdown scores lay them on me.
0: Start with a smaller number generally than what I play, but a great number on Lamar Jackson here. Um, he's 10 to 1. He's even 11 to 1 a couple spots. As you go back and look at these teams, Tampa Bay has given up a handful of touchdowns this year to quarterbacks already. I know Lamar hasn't maybe run as much as he has in the past. We've seen it pick up the last couple games, though. Really like this number at 11 to 1. He's almost never higher than 7 or 8 to 1. And part of it, again, is the function that I know I hate to curse myself like this. It's probably going to be Mark Andrews. He just gets an overwhelming amount of red zone targets um he's top three in the league in red zone targets might even be top one i don't have the list in front of me and i believe he was at least top three again possibly top one but like lamar jackson here love the value we're getting at this spot um kate otten he's the tight end for the tampa bay buccaneers since cameron Brate is out um they do sometimes bring Ko keith out on the field kyle rudolph it's mostly for blocking duty and really kind of in between the 20s kate otten is moving up quickly the list for tampa bay buccaneers and red zone receiving targets but um here's a fun question for Andy, who do you think leads the Buccaneers this season in red zone receiving targets? It's a wide receiver.
1: Oh, is it something dumb? Like, oh, is it Evans?
0: Russell Gage.
1: Russell Gage, okay.
0: It just speaks to how messy the season's been for the Buccaneers in terms of injuries and having trouble getting the ball to guys. But um, Otten has been really, really good the last couple weeks, continues to see more and more target share. And one of the best ways to score on this Baltimore Ravens team is with the tight end spot. So really like Otten there at 18 to one. And on the other side of the ball, you can score tight end touchdowns against the Buccaneers. they you want to put a bunch. Now, Mark Andrews, he's eight to one. I was actually pretty close to playing this. He's been closer to six to one all year. Um, might put together some sort of parlay or something with that. I don't know, but um, passed over that and went to the next two tight ends on the Ravens. Roster and you think to yourself, how could three tight ends really get a lot of targets? But you go back and look at the Ravens games this year against teams that are bad against the tight end, and all of a sudden you see three, four targets in each of those games for likely an Oliver. They have just as many red zone targets as most of the Ravens wide receivers this year. Again, it's a relatively small number, but at 22 to one, again, 20 to 1 or better, at 40 to 1 to better, as much as 45. Both of these guys have a good shot at getting a couple targets tonight in the red zone, hopefully early and something that's designed. Um, I think there's a good chance we see that happen to play both. I know Tom Brady looks like he's broken, but I- I'm going to keep playing him at these huge numbers. Maybe this is the first year in his last five, six seasons he doesn't score a rushing touchdown, but it's 60 to one or better, even 50 to one or better have to sprinkle um, Tom there again, rushes a lot, has no trouble sneaking. And as much as Fournette seems to just get all the stinking work, Maybe they'll try something different. Obviously hasn't been working, but just love the number here. And Patrick Ricard, again, circling back to Tampa Bay, another weakness of theirs. Um, passing touchdowns to running backs or, you know, fullbacks, basically guys in the backfield there. And um, Ricard is someone who gets used in some of those games. Again, similar to the way that the Ravens use those backup tight ends. You go back and see um, Ricard either gets a bunch of targets in a game or doesn't. Got two or three last week. I think i will get two or three again this week, given the matchup. So at a huge number, 90 to one, again, anything 60 to one or better is fine, but there's a 90 out there. I'm happy to play that. So some tight ends, some quarterbacks, and that's and a fullback.
1: And a fullback. Why not? It's not that many fullbacks. We're gonna. Be. It's like him and Juice. That's about it. Horbach sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Horvath. Um, and as someone points out in the chat, yes, you should like and you should subscribe. That's useful for my needs. Um, I always like to see those numbers. Got to keep go any happy people. Got to keep me happy. So uh, Europa, Europa is Champions oh, League shitty little this. brother. Yeah. Um. You're getting Sturmgross, better at us. This is your third time. Sturmgrass and Feyenoord. Um, I This is a weird get... group. So if you don't know how Champions League or Europa or even Europa Conference League works, early on in the tournament, it's a group play. It's similar to the World Cup or anything like that. So they're in these groups of four. They all play each other in a home and away. Round Robin, you get those six matches, see how many points you get. And that's who advances to the knockout rounds of the tournament, this is a very, very weird group because despite um, scoring more than anybody in the group by quite a bit, this is a four-way tie with five points each. and only has two matches left. I know this is a road match. They really could use three points here, and they are clearly, clearly the superior side. I think we see a pretty good offensive performance this last one. This last match between these two teams ended with quite a few goals. So it was, uh, I think, the about a month ago, and this was in the Netherlands, Feyenoord hosted. This was a 6 nothing match. They need some sort of similar production from the offense, although I think Sturmgratz gets on the board too. I don't hate a, both teams to score here. So I have this one 3-1, to 4-1 to one, Feyenoord, even though they are on the road. I think we see a good effort here and i did and yeah rotterdam i've been to rotterdam it's been a very very long time i was a little I was a wee boy when last time i went to uh the european countries but i did place a stupid parlay too if you are if you're doing well on a sports book and some of it is maybe like beating college football player props and derivatives and shit like that the it. And you're maxing those out and you're worried that that account might not um, let you do that sort of stuff for all that long. I guess I should have been doing this stuff at BetUS instead because they're the ones who's limited me. Maybe you do a stupid parlay. So I did go do another one of those if you want to tail along, And I didn't tell anybody about this till just now. But the over first half goal scored thing where you do all they have to do is score one goal by either team before halftime. So it's like minus 300 in every one of these. But Zurich, Midland, Monaco, Roma, Man U, and then this one. That's six matches. It pays like, a, and yeah, they're all minus 300 or so. But that pays like four and a half to one. So I just took whatever the amount was that rounded me down to a nice even number in the book. And I bet that a six, 16 parlay. Everyone likes a 16 parlay. So I have all those matches checked on my flash score. And then when you get the goal, nowadays you can't just uncheck it because you got to wait like two minutes to make sure they don't VAR that shit. So you get your goal, you wait two minutes, and then you uncheck that match. And then hopefully at about the 25-minute mark, the only one I have checked anymore is the Sturmgratz match, match. Boy, the accent carried me all the way into that third word, and we're just hoping for a couple more goals here. So enjoy your Thursday. Noops, what are you going to get up to this afternoon?
0: Just a lot of prep and uh, try to watch some tennis, try to get back through. I mean, we're about four or five games for every NBA team. So it's finally time to start curating some data, as our buddy Clyde Bigsby likes to say. And, um, you know, start to really get some stuff up and running here. Not that I haven't been looking at numbers, but um, try not to do that too early in the season. The sample size is finally getting big enough. So that'll be interesting.
1: I'm kind of at the same spot at the NFL. I'm starting to have enough context to some of the stats that are, you know, the the team level stats that I can say like, you know, this is a true stat or this is this is starting to become more true because it's not just, hey, this team played three shitty teams to start the season out. Or, you know, this team played some teams that I thought were bad, turned out to be good, or good turned out to be bad. So this is a fun part of the year for me in the NFL. So I look forward to this one. I look forward to Sunday and me and noobs will catch you here tomorrow with Matt. We'll bet every goddamn sport under the goddamn sun.